Welcome back to Life in Pinstripes. Once again, I am the wonderful James Yevon. And I am the terrible TJ Stolzenberg. Ah, you're not that terrible. Uh, yeah, I can be both. Great and not so great. Okay, I uh, I just I'll take off the lead to give uh, give you a moment here because, ladies and gents, if you didn't know before, you know now. The New York Football Giants have uh, traded a man named Odell Beckham Jr. Literally took my heart. Say this is my heart. Yeah, did that, did that practically. I had a couple of. Uh, Giants fans comes in, come into the bar late last night, and they couldn't even look at the television. They said, you know what? I can't even do this. My heart's broken. Take it away, bud. Let's All right. Let us know how you feel. As a New York football Giants fan, this was hard to swallow. Yeah. Because we knew the state of this team after losing Landon Collins and Olivier Vernon that it was just gonna go down like this. And who would have thought trading a top five wide receiver would just be the, the end point. Might as well just mark in my grave, rest in peace, New York Giants. <laughs> I was gonna say, Giants fans also did come at Odell Beckham Jr. so much. He was a bit of a soap opera on the field, off the field, I should say. Both. <laughs> uh, both. Definitely with the drama, hitting that Panthers guy, uh, throwing the net, getting hit in the head. Uh, but you don't know what you got till it's gone type thing. Look, here's the like. thing with Odell. Odell is an undoubtedly a star talent. Definitely top five wide receivers in the NFL. Well, the fact yeah. that the Giants had a prized wide receiver like this guy, and they just traded him after, <sighs> after the GM, David Gelman. Couple months earlier, he said we didn't sign OBJ to trade him. Yeah. Two months later, he is playing with the Browns, the laughing stock of the NFL. And guess who's the laughing stock of the NFL now? Trading places, it seems. The Browns have now shifted. I'm gonna hype them just a little bit because they're making moves, ladies and gentlemen. They are making moves. Oh, there they you are. Know? Yes. What is the Giants' loss, like you said, is the Browns' gain. I will say this. I was confused. My whole family is Giants fans, so by default, things go better when they're winning. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since they've been winning or even looking like a good team. Uh, I will say I don't think in the last two and a half, three years, it's not only just been not a, a, an unenjoyable ride, it's been, so when are we going to flip the switch type thing and uh, pull our Eli Manning, who is the warrior, the games, the, we should have had the record. He does have a couple clutch world, uh, uh, you know, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl wins. MVPs against MVP. the Patriots twice. Super Bowl 42 and 46, but but what have you done for me lately? Let's you know. Unfortunately, like you should always say, it's a business. Football's a business, and out of respect for the fact that the man did give them two Super Bowls, uh, and shockingly, shockingly won the Super Bowl both times against the New England Patriots. Nonetheless, clutch. Fourth quarter drives. Remember when you give him the ball with 60 seconds and a couple timeouts? When you knew, oh man, we really have a good chance. That Eli has not only been missing for four or five years. He peaked. He, uh, he worse than peaked, he pooped. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, for- but, uh, <laughs> but I will say, look at him the last two years. A simple play. Put him in the shotgun, ladies and gents, by the way. Coach, you can't have him do a seven-step drop. It takes him an hour and a half to get back there. He needs to literally already be back there, take only a three-step drop. He's got to implement his running back more with the swing passes, just the dumps. Yes, they already throw the ball to him eight or nine times, but let's, let's work it into the fact that, let's admit, Eli is not Eli anymore. And what are we going to do? Are we going to, you know... He doesn't have anybody anymore. If we don't reinforce the offensive line, then I guess sell the house. Uh, uh, what what are you receiving as a Giants fan here with seeing Landon Collins, Olivier Vernon, OD, OBJ, all gone? But besides that, it's a punch to the gut. Yeah. Basically, what's going to be happening is that the Giants are probably going to win at least three games next season. Ugh, and the thing like is, that is that who is Eli going to rely on? They get rid of everybody, but yet Eli Sterling is still on the Shepherd. team. Evan Engram, Evan Engram, Saquon Barkley, which leads to my next question. Do you think he's probably going to be the next to be moved? That 
is going to be the point where I'm not going to watch a Giants game for like the next like three seasons. If they get rid of Saquon, no, just just absolutely not. Um, I think what I'm, what they're doing is they're admitting this chapter is over, and they're gonna just get as much as they can where they need it most. Let's be honest. Uh, they've had wide receivers in the past that uh, didn't have names grow a name just because they've had always good quarterback play, but that's back when they could throw the ball 60 yards. Throw the ball 60 yards. <laughs> yeah, when you had to actually make Victor you know, Cruz, those guys. Eli Manning actually made it through his first, second, and even third read and could actually slice and dice a defense. Uh, it's it's like overtly – I realize it as a fan who's not as, you know – Attuned to the uh, how how fast the quarterback should get it out of the you know, but if the Patriots are showing the way with a two second or max drop time, Eli's taking forever. He doesn't have the arm strength. Where's the upside? I don't know what the plan is here. Well, why do you think you're seeing all these short plays? Because he doesn't have a reliable offensive yeah. line. Literally. As soon as he gets the ball and he's like, okay, where the pass is doing, you can see a guy coming yeah. right in and you knew he was doing. He doesn't, he, you've noticed their O-line has stunk. Their O-line I, has been absolutely brutal. Atrocious. Why do you think they only won five games last when they, season? When they got rid of, not got rid of, when uh, Tom Collins. Tom Collins. That's the name of a drink. Is that his actual name? I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, Tom Collins? I'm Tom Coughlin. Tom <laughs> I was, Tom Coughlin. I was combining I was Landon Collins. Say, I thought you were talking about a player, Tom Coughlin. Uh, really Tom Collins is a, a good great, drink. A great, co- great coach, nonetheless. Tom Coughlin, I think what I was going to say was the timeline with Tom Coughlin leaving is right around where uh, their discipline, their actual their caring fight, the caringness is completely disappeared. When Tom Coughlin, then they got, remember Ben McAdoo, McAdoo with the slick back hair? Okay, the slick back hair <laughs> benching Eli for Geno Smith? Uh, Are you kidding me? Ben Seriously. McAdoo. Give it to him. Give it to him. Really. Are you serious? Give ben McAdoo, Geno Smith? That was absolutely ridiculous. That was actually the moment where Ben McAdoo got fired. It is beyond legit. disrespectful. So disrespectful. Like Come it on. was all Eli's fault. Yeah, was he having a great season? God, no, absolutely. <laughs> of course not. not. But. This was just absolute. I gotta get this all out, okay? Yeah, yeah. As a very upset Giants fan who's been witnessing all this heartbreak, this winning is heartbreaking. Only eight games in the last two years. <laughs> oh my God! When you say it like that, I know. But you know, it's because it's where you came from. It's the fact that even if they went nine and seven, you knew they could get hot at the right time, make the playoffs, make a good run. They could compete with anybody. They weren't afraid of no one. If you ain't afraid of the Patriots and you can know you got their number. Not anything is possible. I will say this, Ben McAdoo. What the heck were you trying to do? Were you trying to save your job? Were you pressured by the media? Why the he double hockey sticks? Would you take that away from somebody you've been around? He was around Eli for a while. Uh, he knows and probably has some kind of relationship with him. Yes, it wasn't working, but he needed so-and-so amount of games he to needs, have a record, right? He needs support. Well, yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> I know I know. It's, it's more about that, like what you're saying. I was coming from the side of, it's stupid to pay attention to records, and, but he had the Iron Man thing, man. He, did, he has not missed a game. He hadn't missed a game. Yeah, he had a, at one point like the longest streak for not missing a game. Yeah. I think he I think he didn't miss a game in like 10 years. I think it was literally like 240-something Some, ridi- something like some ridiculous stat. Sorry, I don't have that stat for you. But he needed X amount to break the record, right? And guess what? They bench him before he has a chance to do that in a season that was already lost. So what is he going to gain? Go Instead of going 2-14, and 14, you're going to go 4-12? and 12? You're, you know, like Ben McAdoo, what are you trying to do? Save your job? He probably gained a job at McDonald's after that. <laughs> yeah, McAdoo, go to McDonald's. Flip some burgers. Oh, McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I, see you later, guy. But uh, yes, we talk slick about... Slick back hair, don't care. Oh, Ben McAdoo. We talk about laughingstocks. Now, the Giants, we're going to write on their gravestone 2019 until whenever. Yeah. Whatever's going on. How about the team that is no longer the laughingstock? That would be... I can't. The I Cleveland can't. Browns, who are probably uh, well, going to change okay. their name to the Cleveland Gold. I can't say it. Brown turning into gold. Uh, you're right. I uh, I gotta hype him up. You know. I thought we were about to tread into the topic, which we'll cover in a little bit. 
how depressed we are with our football teams because <sighs> we still got the Yankees. We still got uh, the Nets. I'm unfortunately a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Okay, yes, so we got to talk about you there. being a Giants fan, me being a Steeler fan. Holy balls! We'll get we'll get th- we'll get through this. I don't know what direction we're going, but it, it ain't north. It ain't even east and west. Definitely it's heading south. south as far as fast and as you ugly might, as we can. You might be heading to the South Pole. That's how <laughs> south think, it's going. I think it's gonna get ice cold and go. All right. Sub zero temperatures. All right. I talked about my Giants heartbreak. Let's talk about your Steeler heartbreak. All right, you know, before uh, before we get positive and talk about those Browns in the division, who are definitely more of a threat uh, than they've ever been, Le'Veon Bell. Ah, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Now, I understand Le'Veon. Soap opera. As correct. As an athlete in the sport of football, your endurance, your stamina is much more temporary, much shorter than that in any other sport. Contracts usually for running backs, especially, are hard to come by with any longevity. Obviously, they are targeted and tackled because they have the ball over 50-60% of the game sometimes. Their longevity, thusly, and endurance plummets rapidly. Le'Veon, I understand from your perspective, if you took the year off, ignored just under a million dollars per week just to... Give yourself a once and for all recharge. However, in the city of Pittsburgh, where it's all about steel workers and blue collar grit and grind, you're going to take a year off in a time where we are ticking with the window. Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, all of it was limited to maybe this year and at most one more. Guess what, Le'Veon? You paved the way to ruin our chances to end what was once good and will never be again. Pittsburgh, good night. I bid you adieu. Goodbye. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I'm gonna. For you. That was beautiful. It's more infuriating now that he's created a... I don't want to blame Mike Tomlin. I don't want to. You know with something like that, obviously but the biggest blame is either going to be the general manager or it's going to be the coach. Yeah. I, I, how, much, like, how much freedom have you given the team when it's time to you know, actually be a professional, represent your organization through the media? Whatever else is going on, he doesn't have a grip or even a grasp on this locker room. You know? Where are the veterans coming in? Where was James Harrison? Oh, wait a minute. He was on the Patriots or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, where was those guys coming in saying, Antonio, put the phone away during our team meeting. Uh, And you know what? Man up. Man up. Don't tweet by Pittsburgh. It's been great. Ugh. I I'm personally, you know, I am not a Steelers fan, but obviously I respect the Steelers for everything yeah. they've done in their franchise. In the last but couple of years. This, the last couple of years was when you knew it was going to be the beginning of the end and the best trio in the NFL with Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Ugh. The best trio. You have one of the best Gosh. running backs in Le'Veon Bell and one of the best most aggressive wide receivers and Antonio Brown who literally looked like he had tape on his hands. Ridiculous stats, Antonio Brown. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, gotta give him credit too. Yes, he hasn't looked the best the last couple years, but he still has it in him, I think. He's a gunslinger. He's gonna throw the ball all over the place. He can extend plays for being a big, kind of not very fast guy. He's very hard to bring down. He's not just a normal sack dive towards the ankles, he falls over. He is a monstrosity, and he can roll out and extend a play and has a cannon to back it up. But his window is almost over. I think it might be shut for good now. Unless Juju Smith-Schuster and him form some real-type bond, and uh, James James Conner can at least maybe have the backfield under wraps. I don't know, man, but it's a year and a half. Maybe maybe this is the last year. This is ultimately, hey, we've ripped off the Band-Aid. We have scooped out the cancer that is in the locker room. Two cancers. Two cancers coming from two directions. 
Two absolute distractions from the media, from the team. How much did the team just want to talk about what's happening now and on the field? And instead, every time they were interviewed, they had to repeat themselves about this nonsense that they don't actually give a crap about. I don't understand, like, how... I feel like if we were in a situation like this, say that, I'm like... I don't want to be in this city anymore. I'd just be like, you know what? Just focus on the season. Keep your comments to yourself. And I'm going to talk about one specific player that doesn't talk about that, but we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on your Steelers post-mortem. Post-mortem. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with right now. Oh, no. It's true, though. It, this is this oh. is going to be the most depressing time to watch football in oh. New York City and Pittsburgh. I will say this. I feel for, and I'm excited to hype the Cleveland Browns. The tundra has shifted. They've moved into the biggest threat in the division. And, uh, you know, don't sleep on these Ravens, man. If Lamar Jackson uh, can uh, get through that sophomore drought that always... The sophomore slump? Sophomore slump, I should say. That always, always happens to young quarterbacks, especially ones that run and use their legs to extend plays. Look at Deshaun Watson. Look at Robert Griffin III, barring his injuries. Just, I want to see him come out and light the show, Deshaun Watson. I also want to see what Lamar Jackson can do with a team that has a solid defense, one of the best in the league last year. Absolutely. And that kept them in the kept them in the hunt. Unfortunately, they did lose Terrell Suggs. Uh, Terrell Suggs, I saw, just got signed by the Cardinals. Cardinals. And also... Um, yeah, the Cleveland Browns have uh, not only gotten OBJ from the New York Giants. They still have Jarvis Landry. They have a Jarvis Landry, which we'll talk about in a second. They we- also have Baker Mayfield, who is clearly the future for Cleveland since they just got rid of Tyshawn, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor say. just signed with the Chargers, by the way, a two-year deal. You know what uh, Baker Mayfield does the best, my friend? What does he do? Extending the play. Thank. Not only yeah, being a gunslinger, but he... Can, that's exactly what stopped happening in New York for OBJ. The gunslinger, yeah. He would just have the initial part of the route if it was a post, and you missed the initial turn, the initial cut. Eli had no chance getting back to that read. Now you have a guy that can roll out, extend the play, and no one is better, no one is better than OBJ in open field. Shimmy shake, he ain't getting covered by anybody. Of course, and also known as for the, the show-off place. Ah, got it! One-handed. That was One- the greatest one-handed catch of all time. Ever. And yeah, absolutely. It literally gave him the ego, the confidence, and the that took passion off. to do what he's doing. And he was the only best thing for the Giants. You know, and as much as Giants fans, which I think you have a good hold and a good read on it, respect-wise, as much as you want to knock him for all the nonsense he did, he at least he still- put a pulse in the paper he in New backed York. It up. He backed it up with his incredible Always backed play. it up on the field. Always backed it he up. He wasn't a Manny Machado when he was like, I know, I know. Look, we all know how much I hate Manny Machado. Hey. He's a great player, but when he makes comments like that and he doesn't back it up at a time where it matters, you lose all my respect. But at least OBJ, during the times when it mattered, he knew when to make a great play. He knew when it was time to be clutch. That's all that matters, okay? Save the drama, all that stuff, to the side. It's very hard not to curse, by the way. I know, but it is. There's a lot of upsetting things going on right now. I know, there's so many upsetting things right now. But to continue with the upsetting. So, for OBJ to the Browns, first round pick. First round pick. Okay, so the Giants have a number six and a number 17. Hey, hey, hey. So that seems okay. Okay. Third round pick. Oh, that doesn't matter to me too much. Or does it? And then uh, Jabril Peppers from Michigan. Okay, Jabril Pepper. Jabril Peppers. He's tough to say. I know. Jabril Peppers. So anyway, he is going to replace (laughs) Landon Collins. (laughs) Landon Collins, who signed a six-year, $84 million deal to the Washington Redskins. Wow. Why? I mean, get it when you <laughs> the can, The Redskins man. out of all teams? I, I was surprised to see Landon Collins is 24 years old. Yeah, and also... I thought oh, he was yeah. in his 30s because he's been the captain of the Giants defense for the last five years. They were going to put a franchise tag on him, but clearly he Goodness. didn't want to play with him anymore. Goodness gracious. Oh, your fun fact oh. about Landon Collins. Uh, my fun fact, I found out that, guess what, ladies and gents... We're both born on the same day. And when's your birthday? My birthday is January 10th, 
1991. Unfortunately, I don't know any players born on my birthday. July 22nd. Oh, wait! Ezekiel Elliott. We share the same birthday. July 22nd, 1995. Not a bad athlete. I just realized Going with the other athletes, I found out that I had the same birthday as George Foreman. Now, I don't know if that's exciting or kind of lame or doesn't mean anything. If you even know who he is. People probably know him for the grill. Okay. Maybe that's pretty much it. Not the boxing. No. Um... But I digress. I will say, Jabril Peppers trying to replace the Landon Collins. Not an easy task. Hope you heard my neck just crack there because there's going to be a crack in the armor of the New York Giants secondary, to say the least. There's just going to be a crack in just every aspect of the New York Giants. There should be called the New York Crack Giants. <laughs> well, that'd be mixed in the media to just say something else, you know? Yep, we're not going to be talking. Okay, we're. But I will say this. The Swiss cheese defense that they will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. First round pick? Just talk about just sixth, talk about how bad the Giants seventh, are going to be. Sixth and seventh, you said? Sixth and 17th. 17th? Yes. Not bad. And a third rounder, maybe like 200th pick or something. You know like they're definitely going to draft a quarterback. They need a quarterback. number six. Hopefully. It's either going to be Murray or Haskins. One of those guys. Now, or it has to be one of those guys. Who's Haskins? Dwayne Haskins? Oh, okay. I don't, still don't know. I'm pretending to know. Okay. Who's Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins is obviously a very, one of the top quarterbacks. I didn't watch as much prospect, college football. Prospect. Oh, neither do I, but I just know those two names. Right, right. But anyway, Kyler Murray, obviously he wanted to play baseball for the Oakland A's. I know that He was football, but obviously he's one of the top quarterback prospects. He's probably either going to go either number one or number two. The five Cardinals, foot, five the, foot nine. The Cardinals def, have the first pick. I think they're either going to go... Either they're going to get Murray. If they do, then they have to do something about Rosen. They're going to get rid of Rosen, get something for Rosen, and they're going to take Kyler Murray. Uh, it's not Rosen's fault. He didn't have anything around him. They did resign Larry Fitzgerald to another deal, but uh, let's be honest. Form and function are different things. Uh, they, are, they, are, they are without their voodoo uh, coach anymore, who's now moved on. Um, but I will say... Uh, they don't have many many players. Uh, the the Cardinals. Can you name three? Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Suggs now. <laughs> Terrell Suggs and Josh Rosen. There you go. They used players. to have the bat the Honey Badger. The honey, yes, Tyron. Oh, they used to have Tyron Matthew. They had David Johnson, I believe. Where did Tyron back. Matthew go? He went to the Houston Texans. No, not the Texans. He went. He was on the Texans. He I was. think he went to the Chiefs. <laughs> think that could be good. <laughs> Ladies and gents, speaking of errors and omissions, we're going to be, uh, let's be honest, we do our research, but we're real people. We don't have somebody in our ear telling me, yes, it's backup stat, uh, 2009, nine, nine, Delta Alpha. Yeah, but, but we're, real. we're going to make some mistakes, ladies and gents. We need to know our stuff. And if we do, we will make our corrections next week. And our corrections, pro- pro- <laughs> corrections. The I- first correction. So I'm going to be correcting the corrections of the correcting <laughs> is last week. All right. So remember last week when we were talking about the Lakers and I said they were the 18 mm, times yes, yes, championships? Yes, yes. I yes. stand by. I am completely wrong. They actually have 16. Ballpark, though, is off by two. But still, though, you got to get your facts straight. Obviously, I apologize. If you're a Laker fan, obviously, I understand if you hate me right now. Hate! 16 ch- world champions. Obviously, that is incredible. All right. So, hopefully, we don't have to do our correction segment next time. Well, uh, whatever we just said incorrect, we will try to say correctly next week. And to be honest, nobody really even cares about the Arizona Cardinals that much. So let's They're irrelevant. Even... I think a lot of people are going to be like the Cardinals. It'd be like, St. Louis Cardinals? The baseball team? The reason why we're also talking about this is because, honestly, I'm avoiding talking about how much I hate the fact that my team, our teams... Our teams, yeah. The tundra has shifted so much in the NFL. And uh, I don't know how to feel... About Antonio Brown. You knew it was going to happen. I don't Come know how on, to feel. You knew it was going to happen eventually. It was all a matter is, where was he going to go? He said no to the Buffalo Bills, though, which I'm gonna I thought come, was shocking. Exactly. I'm going to come from the least amount of emotion. I'm going to come with stats first. Okay. And progress to passion. All right. That's fine. Last year. Back it up. 104 catches. Yep. 1,297 yards. Solid. 15 touchdowns. That is very solid. Playing 15 games. Yep. Now... The biggest stat that actually comes into play is the one game he wasn't there. Week 17, when we had 
not a big chance, but a chance to get into the playoffs. What, Biggest collapse. What but... the... Pardon my language. What the H-E double hockey sticks was more important to you, Antonio Brown? Your actual home for nine years, Pittsburgh, bringing them at least a fighting chance, showing up every year. Show up. And whatever you did, you done didn't play the game. The coach didn't want you. The team didn't want you. You overtly said it on media. You let them down. You let them down. You distracted. You put the media on them like piranhas on a cow in the ocean, man. We didn't have a chance. And uh, I hate you for that. I understand that you're coming from a self-serving angle. However, why are we playing this game? Why do we play? Do we play to make a dollar? Of course. But what else is there? You play to win. You play to win, guy. It's not, just, it's not just the NFL. It's all sports. All sports right now. So much is being talked about contracts and money. And yes, gambling is coming in. That's a negative factor for money. But all we're like focusing on, like, is this a, a, a problem with us? The human condition. I think we give out way too, way too many expectations for athletes. I yeah. feel like we need to understand they're just human beings, just like us. Absolutely. They just happen to have talents. Talents and uh, paychecks and uh, paychecks that are and the glory much larger. And also having the city on their shoulders. Think about it. With great power comes great responsibility. Once again, Spider-Man. A great Spider-Man quote. But what? To what extent? Because. You know what comes down to it? These are kids, half the time, that are given a paycheck that is bigger than any other person in that area has seen the entire year. You hand a kid once a week, like a $27,000 paycheck, like every month, like $110,000 to pay off their $1.2 million, $1.3 million contract. That's a $1.23 million contract. That good math. Imagine anybody doing like 15 or 16 a year, what their weekly paycheck is. Point is, these kids grow up in whatever, wherever they come from. Even if I was handed a check like that, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Money's spent, money flies. It's all about the Benjamins now. What I'm hating is the questions in the media. Instead of talking about someone not blocking, doing, losing their assignment, you know what it not is? being disciplined, it's all about contract talk. Well, it's not only just a contract talk, it's also all the off-the-field issues. You look on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all those social media yeah. things, and you catch them doing this and that. It's just be like, is leave that, them alone. Is that our fault, though? Or is it, you know, paparazzi, like you said, we have too much access. We have an expectation, like you said. We want... It now. I want to know where it is now. I want to know the downfall of this player. Like, say, yeah. imagine social media happened in the 90s <laughs> and say our beloved captain, Derek Jeter, say that he went to a club in New hey. York and he got busted somewhere along the way. Imagine if social media was on that. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, he doesn't play the win. He plays to try to get all the women in the world. What I will say, ladies and gentlemen, and you can say this, we can all say this, we love Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is my A couple guy. of things came out when he was, you know, at worst, it was, oh, a woman was given a limousine ride uh, home with a gift basket and a signed card and a couple of bottles of water. Yeah. Sorry he was such an ale, but, pardon my language, I will say, the man had class. The worst you heard about him was that. So, in an age where there was media, they could have gotten to him. He held off. Not only is that... Not but what it's doing, that. like you said, is it's yeah. devastating us to learn these things about so many people. So many things of people we admire. You're yeah. right. You're right about that. Of course. Too it, much access. I, I hate that we have too much access. Too much honestly. access. I just understand that they're just human beings. Yeah. Like you said. And in, in individual moments, we can say, I understand that human doing something, making a decision, being stuck in a rock in a hard place. But the media is then thusly just asking questions on what people want. And what they would want it. What hear. do you, what do you want? Do you want this one bad? Say that they had one bad incident, like I don't know, just randomly, just be like, you're gonna hold them against them, ruin their play, ruin yeah. their chances of being a, a possible superstar. That's what happened to Matt Harvey. I was about to say Matt Harvey's personal life got a little too public, and it was just kind of embarrassing. It was like talking about like gir- he handled it so poorly he beyond did, belief. He, did. he wanted drama. to be he. You know what it is? He wanted to be. 
the next Derek Jeter, but he was the next Derek Jeter gone completely. <laughs> he was gone so wrong. It's not even funny. He wanted to be the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight in eventually the, in the ran city of Gotham, New York. Who, who was eventually ran and forced out of New York, but he was the one that they needed in the moment. The one that he could take the heat, take the extra, the 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 New York media to his face. But guess what, buddy? You ain't no Derek Jeter. You just had a little girly issue that got brought public. Now you're just a scrub in Los Angeles You're a scrub now. in Los Angeles because you got embarrassed and then you acted upon it. Act like you've been there. Act like a girl don't affect you that much. It's you who affects you. And play the sport you were paid to play. All right. One last thing before we talk about uh, Le'Veon Bell. What'd you just throw? I have no idea, but it felt right at the time. But <laughs> isn't it ironic that <laughs> Matt Harvey went to Los Angeles? Another party city besides well, New York. I think uh, he's addicted to fame in a way, whether it be positive or negative, because clearly he likes to just speak his mind whenever he wants, doesn't have the... Uh, I'm talking about the Angels, not the Dodgers. But still, it's L.A. I know. Uh, I think maybe it's a good transition for him, because he's used to major markets and having to watch his tongue, even though he did a not-so-good job towards the end. But he also was pissed off that his uh, career was getting worse. The man went from being... He had to, what he happens to work. every athlete, when they're studs and all of a sudden they start stinking, they have to adjust their temperament and he be didn't, patient. He didn't even adjust at all. He kept on doing it and doing it and doing it until the yep. point where he went to Cincinnati. Correct. You're all right. right. We're really digressing. No, no, no. We have not digressed, actually. We didn't even talk about where did Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown go. Because you know what? We're so upset. We're so distraught. This is becoming a joke. All right. Game. Where did Le'Veon Bell go? I will say this, because the theme right now is players that piss us off. Le'Veon Bell is a New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, yeah, the other New York team that, unfortunately, is probably going to, they're probably going to matter or something. Hey, who's their quarterback? Uh, Sam Darnold, who I believe is going to be a stud at some point. I think so, too. He uh, did have a lot of turnovers last year, but guess what? It's his first rookie, year. Rookie, rookie. He's all. Not only is he a first year. Like I said, he has all this pressure playing with the Jets, who have had a history of terrible quarterbacks. Ladies and germs, Mark Sanchez versus what you had last year, and and a rookie. I would Sam take Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam any Darnold day in a heartbeat. Week. Amen. Fifty-two point five million dollars over the course of four years. Le'Veon, you got paid. Now you better go show us what you got. Now. I want to stick with the theme of players that are upsetting us and pissing us off. Okay. Yeah. Because guess what? That's going to be their episode. Instead of being sad right now about the Steelers, about the Giants, and, you know, about things like Severino going down, which really upset me, and CeCe's about it. They're coming back, though, eventually. Yeah. But right now, all these things are happening, so I'm going to transition my sadness into outward aggression. Aggression. Okay. I'm going to take it out on a player that I can't even pronounce correctly. All right. Which player are we talking about? A certain player that tripped another certain player that got shoved by another certain oh, player. Yusuf Nurkic. There we go. A Yusuf Nurkic. Ladies and gentlemen, in life, you come across, let's just put it this way, the <clears throat> blank hole of the group. There's going to be somebody who is just not nice. They're out for themselves a little too much. That's part of life. You're going to yes, deal with someone that's not going to be nice. You're going to deal with it. You're going to have to be an adult it's and the, deal it's with the other way, not so much adults. It's the way how you react to the whole situation. Correct. You, correct. Like you said, these are professional athletes. Mm -hmm. you got to try to keep everything professional. But anyway, I'm going to let you tell the no, story. No, I mean, you, have, you let it off perfectly. Uh, professional, ladies and gentlemen, just like he said. Not amateur. Not amateur. Not if you untie your shoes and you like, next thing you know, it's like, wham, yeah. I want my shoelaces to be tied. You have to hold uh -huh. it. You have to hold in those things you want to say that are so edgy. You have to not get upset. Point is this, bare minimum, just don't be a poopy head. Don't be a poopy head. Think about now. it. Think about it. Go ahead. Yeah, you need to think about your mistakes. But obviously, the yeah. Yusuf Nurkic thing it involved one of the most hated players in the NBA, <clears throat> Russell Westbrook. It, it is, it is like you said, learn from your mistakes. It's almost like Russell Westbrook over the years has dealt with so much. Just like people coming at him because he's so much in your face, kind of aggressive, kind of a lot too much. Uh, electric, electric, triple double. Every there's gonna game. be some. There's gonna be some shrapnel left over. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? He's so explosive, but the man's not gonna be a calm, cool, collected cucumber on the side. If he's that explosive on the court, he's gonna have some 
shakes in him like leftovers. So he's gonna have to get some extra aggression out. Yeah, but you would figure the way he's getting paid and the way he's actually playing, you know, leading the OKC to every playoff appearance after losing Kevin Durant. Correct. You figure that he had the world dumped on his shoulders out there. Pretty much, yeah. When Durant decided to go to the Warriors, he stepped up. (laughs) He did. He, you know, I think he stepped up too much at the beginning. Basically, his stat line would be, uh, yes, he made 19 baskets for like 48 points, NBA. but he took 39 to 52 shots a game. It's like an NBA 2K My Career stat line almost. <laughs> like my player, for example, he would get 35.7 points, 10.5 rebounds, and 10.9 assists, but all the shots, 59% field goal percentage, and also very kind. Yes, kind, gentle. He's the opposite of that. <laughs> Westbrook seems to be... In the, in the front lines of the media all the time. A stat pattern. A stat pattern. Whether he wants to be, people are asking about his triple-doubles. He's averaging a triple-double this year with like 20, 11, and 10. You know what, Russell? Good, you're passing the ball again because you have a Paul George now. You can dish the rock. You can rock the dish, if you know what I'm saying. You can turn on your switch whenever you want. But what I do not like in athletes, which I see a lot now, example, like a Vontez Perfect, middle linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals. People in sports are going to cro- come across annoying people countless times across their career. Well, you could talk about the James Dolan thing, too. James Dolan. And, and even in management, you're going to come across some oinks. However, you are paid millions of dollars, bare minimum, expected to handle difficult situations or certain people professionally. Now, yes, you're going to have to whittle those people down and... Uh, Give him a lesson or two on the field, if you know what I'm saying. Because that stuff does not fly for long. It will hold against you mm-hmm. for a very, very long time. You're going to be targeted in ways. Now, just like this, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Yusuf? Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Somewhat targeted and instigated Russell, using his weakness against him. You know what? It kind of made sense. Russell was going off the charts. He is an aggressive uh, individual. Underneath the hoop, in a very, very, very subtle moment, he didn't put his elbow out. He didn't, you know, overtly trip him. No, but it's just he like, just extended his leg ever so slightly. No, it's just like a into his lane, continuing on his path as if to just saying, "Oh, I was just running in that direction. I didn't see you there. Oh, oh, I didn't see their little pip squeak." And then Westbrook, and Westbrook the other comes back, just like goes just like that. Like that. <laughs> just, and then really, Nurkic does like, the absolute flop that probably if caught Nurkic. I'm like. <laughs> He literally. <laughs> he, we we he, love. We he love did a flops. Flop. He did a flop like if it was like Oscar worthy. Like instead of if uh, was and, it. And no offense, Europe, but you guys flop the hardest. Oh, okay. I don't know that about your boy LeBron James. You know he's up there. Uh, he does. Okay, do like a little tap. It's like that pretty much. No, if you look, LeBron's always like, he's always like aggressively walking like, where's the call? Mouth guard. But, I don't know, I'm excited. We're excited, ladies and gentlemen. We're also very excited. It's not just the other players. How about the fans? Ooh, yeah. The fans, as us us fans, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. we would never torment a taunt a player. There is... A line, ladies and gentlemen. And if you can't see it, it's thin on purpose. That line is the fan audience simulation that this is experience of a human being watching another human being playing a game for your entertainment. Still involving Russell Westbrook, by the way. Of course. The fan altercation. Now, here's the, yeah, the fan altercation then comes into play over here where you take it so personally that it's breaking a boundary, coming completely through, ignoring the large contract you have in your bank account, and taking it personally when a fan does something, that's well, first of all, that's ridiculous. First of all, fans can be very stupid. Like, oh, why no, would you the, do? They're the worst. They're the worst. Like, None. you know when the yeah. fan altercations really started? Remember the malice at the palace in two thousand four? Ron Artest. Ron Artest literally going into the stands and actually beating fans up. I think that's the moment where he had to change his name to Meta World Peace because <laughs> he was trying to be peaceful. I'm so sorry for what I've done. That's inexcusable, though. It's like, as exactly. a fan, you paid so much money to watch a game. 
A game. A game. A game. You spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You bet. You well, spend. maybe that's a part of it. The money factor. When people are sitting front row, they said, "Hey, I dropped two grand on this game. I want to see my, you know, dance, you know, dance uh, servant dance." Just like they paid a a, a a dollar amount for an experience that they expect. When a player doesn't either live up to that or has an off night or something, these human beings forget that they're on the court 81 more times a year and, uh, barring not playoffs, there's so many times where it's just the only time that fans ever going to see them and they take it superly important and it's just a whatever moment to the athlete. Athletes should always have the ability to keep it in that compartment. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook flying off the handle. He's the type, you know? He's the type that would let somebody chirp and get in his ear over time. It seems it's like, that, dude, you do it enough on the court, man. It seems that it happens almost every game. I remember one game when Westbrook was facing the 76ers, and I think a 76ers fans gave him a, uh, a specific finger. Ah, uh, yes. A couple of specific fingers. Reading between them. the lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he just got upset about it. He was, like, talking to the rep. Eventually, that fan had to get escorted out of the game. Why would you... As a fan, why would you do that? Seriously, what do you hope to get from it? Yeah. I, I want TMZ all over at my house every five seconds. I have never, you know, we're on the flip side. We're overly happy when things happen in sports. Oh, That's course. good passion. If you're that type of person that cannot at least respect the opponent. You should be banned from any sports arena around absolutely. the country. You know, no one wants to hear what you have to say when you open your mouth. Because let's just put it this way, you are most likely filling it with things we don't need to hear anyways. You love to hate. You want to hate the Red Sox because you're a Yankee fan. I hate the Red Sox, I but, I, but I respect them beyond belief, especially what they and it did becomes, last year. Exactly. you got to respect talent when it's there. Know what you're working with or what you are watching because, let's be honest, your opinion doesn't matter at all. What's fact is fact. The other team's good. They're good. If it pisses you off, good. Try to cheer your team on versus pulling the other team down. Just because that's the two shifts we, right there. Like, say this. We hate the Red Sox. Say we go to a game at Fenway Park. I'm not going to go into the right field stands oh, and no. taunt Mookie Betts. I'm pretty sure the entire city of Boston would put a wanted sign and a bounty on me what? to never come to the city of Boston ever again. We'll wear Yankees uniform stuff. We'll wear a hat even. We will cheer when good things happen. But I will I but I'm not going to target them. or taunt another human being. I'm not going to be like, J.D. Martinez, you suck. When I'm not going to do that. There's kids at the game. Like, Russell Westbrook, figure it out, man. Take it like, easy. Take a chill pill. grief. You're an athlete getting paid millions of dollars. I have to say, this is probably the most, like, Passionate episode involving. We're class. definitely ranting because we're misplacing, or no, we're redirecting our sadness from the things that just aren't going right. Or you just you question the people. You know what you do? You just do this. You kind of like scratch your head. Yeah, because you know what? Let's look at it in baseball terms. You ever have that kid, you know, on the other team, on third base, the kid that would, hey pitcher, hey pitcher, you know, try to distract in that kind of way. That's playing dirty. That's fighting dirty. You know, fight with honor. Run towards the center and clash if you're two different armies. Don't do. Don't go around and cheat and just like cut the line, the power cord. Just don't do these alternative ways to win. Win by he- meeting it head on. I don't respect people that win. Take responsibility. Any way possible. Take responsibility if you mess up. Yeah. Like if I. I know this, Christ. Like, like if I accidentally taunt the pitcher, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you suck! My bad, my bad, man. That actually just slipped out. But I'm glad you threw a ball right over the plate and let my boy hit it. But I'm sorry for not being uh, kind to you. No. I'm saying like this. Pitcher, you know, guy clapping on third base. Somebody who gets in the ear of a basketball player who maybe shoots a fadeaway three and falls back into the stands a little bit and he's right there. Just catch him and don't... Don't be that one who is so naive. Don't be like, Wah, I want my money. You stink. I want to be famous for a sec. Because no. I don't want Shaquille O'Neal just landing on me while I'm eating my popcorn. I remember one game where he was, <laughs> I remember one game where he was with the Suns and the, the the fight that he takes to try to grab the rebound. And then next, you know, he jumps into the stands. Like, like bull popcorn. It's, yeah, it's like, oh my God. It's like a freight train coming towards oh, me. Man. I don't know what I would do. If Shaq came into the stands, I, people could get hurt. <laughs> if Shaq comes <sighs> to the stands, I'd be like, 
Uh oh. Timber. All right. But I will say this. Uh, athletes, you have a great responsibility. Everyone's watching. You know, things are going to piss you off. Things are going to upset you. The sport itself will upset you. Baseball alone. Fail- Are you kidding me? Failing 70% of the time, having to get used to that. I actually couldn't. That was one of the biggest reasons why I just could not get Eat. to the next level. Eat. I wanted to bat 500 all the time. Couldn't. You know how upset I was when the Yankees lost to the Red Sox in the division series? After that Glaber thing, I'm like, yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. But instead of man up a naive fan, you man up. You own the fact you can't win them all. You're happy for what you had that year as a Yankee fan, but we you got, tip your cap. We got next year. You always got next we year. Have this, we have this year. Respect what, who Every, has it now. Everyone still thinks we're the World Series favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe it. I believe it. But weirder things do happen. Yes. And I say we should talk about a little bit. Of weird the, things? Yes. Weird things around the world. Ladies and germs, I found a crazy story recently about... A man named Sober. <laughs> How <laughs> ironic is Daniel that? Daniel Sober. Uh, border of Pennsylvania uh, I and New Jersey, I should say. The police arrested a man named Sober for being not sober. Daniel Sober's blood alcohol level was a whopping 0.194, oh which my, is oh my goodness. just a little over the twice the legal limit. That's like two and a half about. But even funnier is uh, the name itself. The shirt he was wearing said, Drunk Lives Matter. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. That was a perfect response. Yeah, I because know. it's like a silent digression. Yeah. It's like, okay. You know, it's funny that you talk <sighs> about that. I think you were going along the funny news. I think you were talking something about hipsters. Oh, yeah. Let's go with the more... Uh, not so touchy topic. Oh, the uh, but hey, remember sober ain't sober. So uh, he got pulled we, over. We, we talking. We were talking a little bit about hipsters. This gentleman over here is making some revelations about the American hipster. Yes, the brand new tradition that has been coming along in the country over the last like few years. I call it the hipster apocalypse. It's kind of like similar to the zombie apocalypse. But it's like they've been like taking like every every part like gentrified neighborhoods like my hometown of Brooklyn, New York. They try to get other people involved, and obviously they they're vegans, and then they're <laughs> vegans. They drink crap beers. They have uh, the, the, like cassettes. They have like all those like vinyls and all that other stuff. Vinyl. And then it gets me to think about all those questions. Am I becoming one myself? <laughs> I get very nervous. I'm like, but... He was literally saying that. He was comparing them to zombies. He was saying they act and they act in hordes. They act in groups just like zombies. Well, yeah. And they true. take over a place like Starbucks. Yeah. They pretty much are taking over Starbucks and all that other stuff. And my friend is worried that he's becoming one himself. Am I becoming one? Because I do eat a lot of organic food. What are the common signs of becoming a hipster? Well, they eat organic food, they're vegans, they drink craft alcoholic beverages. I do all these things. And they also have vinyl shirts. So, uh, it's the view of the viewer, meaning when we're viewed, someone might see me, the spiky hair, the shirt. But also, the facial hair. Yes, I know, I can't grow anything to save my life, but still though. It's like you become, it's like, People are going to see me as, like, that all-American, uh, you know, whatever, like, jacket and all, like, Letterman thing and just all-American flipped hair, you know, whatever, sports guy. DJ, I think I'm becoming one. But you, with the hipster, he hates the hipster so much. Damn, he studied the hipster one. that he's growing into what he hates. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know any signs or understand what's happening when you're becoming a hipster... Before it's too late, I think you should contact us at the show. Yes. And uh, let us know what James can do to not become a hipster. Yes. Because it's getting very serious. My Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm anymore. gonna be. I'm gonna tell you. My Twitter is at jyevan21, and also the Life and Pinstripes Twitter is at yevanation. Because I used to do a podcast called On Deck with Yevan Nation, but I figure since we switch it to this one now, co-host. What's As- up? Co-host for life. We've been doing uh, we've been doing some fun things, by the way. We've we've got a real connection here. You know, we both have passion for the Yankees. This is where we first bridged our connection, which I think we need to talk about, by the way. Which I think it's a perfect time to transition yeah, into okay. because you know because it is called life and 
pinstripes. We're talking Can't forget the pinstripes part, my friend. We always forget about it. No, we don't. We never forget about it. We no, just talk about it. never forget. All right. So, before we talk about pinstripes, we talk about one player that almost became a pinstripe and happy it did not happen. Manny Manuel Machado is already doing the wrong things as a San Diego Padre. Yep. He, in an interview, said the Padres are at best a wild card team. Why would you say that to a team that's giving you $30 million a year? Aiming low. He is aiming low. He's basically saying, instead of like, what did you say? What did you say he should have said? He should have said, he's like, you know, I'm excited with what this team has to bring. Uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Exactly. Like, it, it, you shouldn't mention the win total or the expectations. Just say, you know, I'm happy that a team actually signed me to a ridiculous contract that I should have never taken in the first place. He clearly, like you said, does not care. He just said, basically, oh, maybe we're going to make the wild card. How about this? Keep your comments to yourself. Yeah. You're going to get asked a lot of questions, Manny, and you're going to be ripped apart by California media. All right. But guess what, dude? Let's get rid of the San Diego cancer. Yes. Let's Let's move on. Move on. Let's move on to the pinstripe blue that is just filled with flowers and beautiful things. Flowers and beautiful lovingness. uh, All right. I asked him a question earlier. I asked him, what do you think is going to be the pitching rotation this year? With all the new things happening. Okay, so as you know, Severino Sabathia went down on the injured list, not disabled list. It should be still be called disabled list, but I digress. At that point... Oh no, people are too afraid to offend other people this much. Okay, <laughs> so it's now... So it's going to be Tanaka, who's going to start opening day. Then it's going to be Paxton. Like Hap. Like it. Then it's going to be The Farm. You're going to give it to Domingo German, and you're going to give it to Jonathan Lewiska. I think it's the best idea to give them to the farm. Love the farm. Love the fact that our four and five pitchers are going to be hard to pronounce for uh, all of the country. People who won't know if it's Domingo German or Domingo oh, Herman. Oh, it's German. Or is it German? I think or it's German. Or is it German. Or is it German? Or is it Loisaga? Is it Loisa? Loisaga. Is it... Uh, you know what you I know? thought it was? I thought the way it was pronounced, I was watching... What was that? I was on Twitter and people were saying Johnny Lasagna. Lasagna. Johnny J. Johnny Lasagna. But he's not Italian, so it doesn't make sense. Not in the slightest. But anyways... But... That's a good rotation. Like you said, Tanaka, righty. Paxton, lefty. Lefty, lefty, righty, righty. Righty, righty. That's a balanced That's a balanced rotation right there. Now, other than the Erman and Loisaga, who hopefully can give us, you know, give us five or six innings. You do give us the five innings. Do we have the bullpen to back it up? I've already told you. You need at least five innings with this team to give it to the dangerous bullpen, which we're going to name right here. Lead us off with somebody. All right. Lead us off. We're going to lead off with our beloved closer, Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis! All right. Then we're going to give it to Dellen Patances. Dellen! Who needs to be resigned because he's a free agent at the end of the year. Doesn't happen yet? Nope. Needs to, though. We'll get on that. Adam Adovino, who we got this offseason. Great pickup. He looks sharp in spring training so far. And a perfect name to have in the bullpen. Adovino. Also, Adovino. he has the perfect... Get Adovino. He also has the perfect number, too. I'm running Adovino. You know what his Refill num- me. You know what his number is? Zero. Exactly. The first ever the Yankee Adovino player left. to wear zero. All right. Then we're going to give it to Zach with a K now. Zach Britton. Changed his name legally. To cute. Be- yeah, because he's going to be striking out 100 guys. Cute, Zach. Although Do it on a, the field. He's a ground ball pitcher, though. Do it on the field. All right. Next, we have Chad Green, who is Love. probably hands down the most underrated pitcher on this Completely team. Completely most underrated. Jonathan Holder, who broke out last season. Yes. He'll hold, hopefully. Tommy Canely. Not a lot of people like this name because he wasn't that great last season. Dude throws gas. He may be a factor. Dude throws absolute gas. He stopped drinking Red Bull, so he'll be good. He threw a, uh, he threw a, a, a decent slider, an okay changeup. But when he's hot, he's throwing that 98 shed. Why do you think he was on that 2017 moves. team that was that had a great bullpen when they made it all he the way like to the He was like the sixth inning guy. Yeah, he was. It worked. And yeah. then uh, not a lot of people know this guy. Stephen Tarpley. Don't. He was no. a September call-up, but he actually proved what he got. He was actually on the postseason roster. That's yeah. it. Imagine being a September call-up and then going to the postseason. Yeah. No, that's actually pretty amazing. It is uh, amazing. And then you got Chance Adams, who's one of the top pitching prospects for us. And that's the entire bullpen. That's it. Ladies and gents, like, just just realize there's normally four or five guys that you don't really know and they have nothing to bring to the table. All the way to the bitter end, we have people that can start. Chad Greens that are just regularly consistent. This is the bullpen. 
So I think we're going to be okay missing Severino and Sabathia. So don't rush them back, especially you Sabathia. Need to take, you need to take their times, so especially with Sabathia, which brings up to our next question since yes. this is his final season. Yes. CC. Is he going to the HOF? Is oh. he is CC Sabathia going to the HOF? I think without yes. a doubt. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now he's not going to be an, uh, you know unanimous like Mo, but God no. Here's some stats for you. He's four wins away from 250. 250. Not a lot of pitchers can do that. Not a lot of pitchers get to 200. All right. Here's the here's the stat. 14 strikeouts away from 3,000. That is the stat. Mad respect. Mad respect to that. He's definitely changed his game. He used to be that power arm with that crazy slider that would bend down and in and almost hit your toe, but you thought it was going to be a strike. Now, he's had to adjust, throwing 89, max 91 miles an hour, to hit his spots, hit his corners, change his speeds often, and be in the hitter's head. And that is a different... He's clearly... That's what I think puts the exclamation point on his yes for the Hall of Fame career. He's not. wasn't just a one-hit wonder. He did not... He did not just ego have an ego and not change his ways. He's learned to stay in the league and be effective for many years to come. The dude has been pitching since 2001. Yeah. He's That's been pitching insane. since he was 20. Yeah. Anyway. And he's a big boy. But also great clubhouse presence. Great also leader. 2009 World Series champion. 2007 AL Cy Young Award Absolutely. winner. Six-time All-Star. You know, uh, life ERA, it's a little high. 3-7, but take it into effect, the last four or five years, he's had maybe just above a four for a little bit, and he's had given up a couple more runs because he's pitching to more contact than actually striking people out. He's also out. pitching at Yankee Stadium, too, and a home run. That hating. short porch does affect. It's a home run instead of a flyout. So, hey, 246 wins, 153 losses in his career. As a rookie, he was... Second in the All-Star voting behind Ichiro rookie, Suzuki. Rookie of the year. Oh, I should say rookie of the year. Pardon me. He went 17-5 as a rookie with a 4.39 ERA on that nasty Cleveland Indians Oh, come team. on. You knew he wasn't going to win if you had Ichiro, the guy that was batting like 500 hits. This that season. was pretty amazing. Ichiro technically shouldn't be called a rookie, though, I feel like. He had seven, six, seven years experience in playing pro ball oh, in man. Japan. Oh, man. What are you, the Ben Simmons now? Is yeah, that, he, played, he played 10 years there, 50 years here, 20 years there. Although, and, you know, it's, eh. I, the, the, the rookie thing, I don't agree with the Ben Simmons thing. I think Donovan Mitchell should have won last year. But anyway, we Ooh. digress. Anyway, that's digressing for sure. Okay. Dollar in the digress jar. Well, you were talking about rookie of the years and I digress. rookies and things like that. I digress like the best. That's an um, that's an omission and a, or a mistake, I should say. It's one thing to correct my mistake for sure, okay. but digressing wrong is an offense, and that'll be one dollar in the jar, sir. I might have that dollar. I'll give it to you at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, if you I'll want me to give it to you right now, I'll let you take out my wallet and give you that dollar. You'll let me touch your wallet? <laughs> what? You want my driver's license? That's strange. What is also strange? What do you think? Closing moment about the Yankees. I just want to say, what do you think about Dallas Keuchel? Idea. Can't happen. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Has it, save the money. Spend it save everywhere it for else. the far, save it for the farm. Yes. Save I it for know. Judge. Save it for Judge. Save it for Sanchez. Save okay. it for all those guys. Okay. But besides, they really haven't shown any interest in him. Yeah. Uh, I think you know what. I think he would be a great addition. He would get a. If it was clear. if it was 2015, maybe. They would give Dallas Keuchel a reason to fight again. I think he's just begun stale and in, in Houston. He needs something else to play for. He needs to shave the beard. I think he wants too much money. Else. He wants way too much money. I'm sure he does. That's probably what it is that's holding him off the That's Yankees. the same thing with Craig Kimbrell. Why do you think he's not on the team right now? But I do. That is another thing. Uh, I will say this. With money being clearly everything, here's an actual positive side story to end our beautiful day. Ladies and gents, there's a good Samaritan that returned a lost lottery ticket. The man who bought it was on the phone getting distracted after he bought the tickets. He left them on the counter and went about his day and drove home. Another person saw them besides the candy and said, hey, I don't know if these are alive or dead or winners or losers, but handed it in. He clearly didn't check because if he had done so, he would have realized that this ticket won a jackpot of $273 million. That's a lot of money. Now, a little positive twist to it. This gentleman who 
Realized he didn't hide it anymore. Oh, where is it? I don't know. I bought it. It's in my car. It's not in my car. It didn't fall down the crack. It's not in my pants. It's not in my armpit. Where is it? I'm going to go back to the gas station, see if I left it there. He did. Gas station attendant asks, how much? Which ticket? Yeah. He proved it was his. Takes a look. And guess what? 273. 273 million. Now, he realized this wouldn't have happened without the kindness of a stranger, which gives me a little warmth in my heart. Do in this very difficult week. Do good things. Do good things, ladies and gentlemen. You'll feel good about yourself. James nailed it. If at least you don't want to actually do it for the goodness of humanity, do it for yourself. Do it to make yourself feel like a part of everything. Togetherness. And, let me just say this. Holy Moses. He took a lump sum... Instead of doing the payouts, I think I would do a lump sum. Eh, I think I do a lump sum too. 162 million out of the original 273, just a shade under 60% of the actual money. Wow. But uh, hey, the grocery store, Quick Checks in Phillipsburg, uh, Pennsylvania, that uh, sold it got $30,000 bonus check on top Ayo! for producing the winning ticket. Ayo! So, all in all, a little community store gets right. a little pop. All right. And uh, it sounds like somebody did something nice for a change for yes. someone. Yes. All right. Do nice things. Look at James. He's ready to say it. Do nice things. Do nice things. I will do a PSA on saying do nice things in the world. Do nice things. I think it's time for us to go. And that's a nice thing, too. Yes. So, remember. Twitter, my Twitter is jyevan21. At Yevan Nation is the life in pinstripes. You gotta get a Twitter, man. He's gonna help me set one up. Yep. I'm very bad. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is James Yevan as well. And once again, I am James Yevan. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Saying goodnight. And also, March Madness is coming up soon. Coming up, it's time to rock and or roll.